When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. I'm in here with my boy Kid Leroy. How you feeling? What's up, mate? Doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, man. I feel like it's been a wild experience over the course of the past, I guess, year. I met you in Australia about a year ago. Yeah, it was maybe a little over. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably about a year ago. Talk to me sure. about where you were at in your life at that point. Um, well, a lot. I mean, a lot of things have changed in a year. I was, uh, I was figuring everything out. I guess just making music, just posting songs. I was still living in Australia. I just moved to LA. Um, I was, yeah, I was just. Shit. I remember Australian kid. <laughs> yeah, like people were showing me you and like just saying like, "Yo, this kid's dope and stuff." And you yeah. had like maybe two videos on YouTube that maybe had like a hundred, two hundred thousand views, and we were excited about it enough that we were like, "Yes, let's let's go hang out with him. Let's go see what his neighborhood's like and everything." But it's it's pretty crazy because I think at that time, like you you hadn't even been having had you been having conversations with Juice's team or Bibby or yeah, whatever. No, no, no. Okay. I, I had I had been having conversations with them. I, we had already um, linked up with. Figuring, figuring stuff out, but um, it wasn't official or anything yet. But yeah, we was we was talking for sure. That's crazy. Um, Talk to them about like how you came up in the scene in the first place, or like what your childhood was like, how you got interested in music. I want to I want to cover um, some of that shit. I mean, I guess it really started just by my mom playing a lot of, you know, music just around the house. I just picked it up. And, a lot of hip hop, or yeah, a lot of hip hop. Um, Tupac, but also a lot of R&B and, and, and soul and stuff like that. Erica Badu, Fuji's, oh, wow. um, a lot of stuff like that. Even like Kanye, Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I just, I, I picked it up and I just liked what they was talking about. And I liked the way that they, uh, that they, I don't know, were expressing themselves, I guess. And mm-hmm. I really took that, um, you know, with whatever I was going through, with whatever I was feeling. And I thought, okay, I'm going to make. I'm gonna make this type of music because this is what I, I guess, feel like I can connect to. But did, the most. did it? Was it discouraging trying to be an Australian rapper? Like, was it definitely the kind of thing where you already know, like, we haven't necessarily had that many people break out of this scene? For sure, especially when the the Australian rap at the like at the time of me being like, what, like seven or eight or nine when I wanted to be a rapper, like my dream was to be a rapper in America. Um, Australian rap was very like like frowned upon like Mm. and like a lot of no one really was into rap music like that in australia and if they were it it definitely wasn't from australians like you know what i'm saying and this is before rap really became like pop so Mm. it wasn't really you know no one really liked it 
right um as as much as i do now and i mean was it more like most of the rap that was going on in australia was more like street type shit because i feel like there's always like um, a there's like a drill scene wow what's going on wow g money is in the building too that's very rare yeah g money walking like he uh like he just poured up no i'm just kidding um so okay yeah because i feel like that's always kind of the way it is is that there'll be like a sort of like hardcore like gangster drill scene in a lot of cities that then over time like artists break out of and stuff was that most of the australian rap you knew about I feel at the like time that's really just started happening now oh, really? which is like a big thing for the australian scene um you know shout out to one four they're really the people who right paved that way but i'm talking about back when it was like people rapping about barbecues and shit like that like mm. like it was like really like i hate to say it but it was really corny it was really like trash and i like growing up i super super hated that type of rap like i fucking like i hated it and i was like the biggest against it so all i would listen to was american stuff and stuff coming out of america um because that was what that was what was good to me i hated Australian rap and like rap in Australia just wasn't accepted back then I, as I, much as it is now. Like I haven't heard, you, you know, like so a lot of people like, you know, people from L.A. It's like very easy for people to understand what the ghettos or the hoods are like in L.A. Like Australia definitely has areas that are sketchy. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people aren't necessarily prone to giving it that credit. Like people just assume yeah. that it must be a super nice place. It is a super nice I place. I mean, yeah, for the no, most part, Austra yeah. Australia is a super nice place, but uh, it's just like, I would, okay, this is how I would explain like our ghettos or our hoods or whatever you want to call it. It's like, it's a lot of um, poverty and a lot of like broken homes and stuff like that. And, and you know, Australia, I would compare Australia more towards the UK than America. Mm. Um, Australia, like, you know, it's 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 just it's the way it is. It's not um there's not a lot of like gun violence and, and stuff like that. But they got rid of all the guns. Yeah, yeah. When for we sure. were in your hood, somebody made a joke about a gun and then somebody told us that it would cost like twenty five grand if you wanted to get a gun. That's completely untrue. You don't believe that? No, that's not. That's, that's definitely because that, they were they basically no. were like, It's so expensive to get a gun out here that you, motherfuckers just don't have you guns. Could, no. No. No? Okay. <laughs> well I'm I'm getting one next time <laughs> just, I go back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I mean, okay, one dude. We were talking to this dude uh, uh, just randomly at the beach. I forget who it was. He might have been a lifeguard or some shit. We were talking to this dude, and he told us like that Australia just in general is known for having very high moral character. Like he was like, you can leave your bike outside, and realistically, it's like it's going to take a while before somebody steals it. It's a good place in terms of like the people generally just seem to be pretty good to each other. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it it really just depends once again on where you are or like your luck yeah <laughs> i mean yeah it, it really just depends like i know if you leave a bike around in the city in, in, in waterloo like, <laughs> waterloo that shit's gone no nah, i'm it, it, even in the city like if you leave a bike open like somebody's gonna take right it, but like it, it's just there's so many people so of course bikes are perfect thing to steal too because it's yeah. its own getaway car you know you're moving right. slow. You're walking down the street. You grab a bike. You steal a bike. You're going fast as fuck. Um, but okay, so tell us about that day that we went to to Waterloo. That that infamous vlog and like is that that's the actual area that you're from that you you grew up your whole life? Uh, not my whole life. Um, I was I was born there. I was born in Sydney, and then when I was maybe like seven or eight, I moved out to like a small country town. Okay. Where I lived for like four years, and then I did like a year of like boarding school. 
um, in South Australia. Really, it was like six, seven months of boarding school. And mm-hmm. then um, I moved back there, and I was there for like three three or four years or something something like that. Um, but that's really the place that I always identify as home the most because it was like I was moving around a lot before all of that, and I feel like that's where I really started to find myself and become like a young adult and mm. really start to, you know, just find myself a little more and become more in my skin and stuff like that. So I always say that's my home and that's, you know, where I'm from. Right. So, How'd your parents feel about you being so interested in the music side of things? Um, they were, I mean, my mom's always been super supportive. Um, you know, she's always been support. Like I remember like nights where I'd tell her, yeah, I want to, Signed to Young Money. Like, this is when I was super influenced by, like, right. Lil Wayne and, and Drake was, like, coming up or whatever. So um, I was like, I want to sign Young Money. And, like, my mom would, you know, help me. Like, we'd stay up trying to find the number to call Young Money. Like, you know, like just funny, funny See, you, like you were smart because you just reminded me that when I first met you that you would definitely, like, you had, like, a picture with YG just chilling backstage with YG yeah. at his show. And I'm like oh, shit, like, this is a smart kid. Like, YG comes to play in Australia, and he just sort of figures out how to get backstage and just say, what up? Yeah, that's what we were doing. Uh, shout out to Han shout and Mook and all them <laughs> uh, back there. But, yeah, that's really what we was doing. Every time a celebrity would come in town, I would always be trying to fucking find out a way to play my music or get in the studio. Like, I remember um, Ray Shreman. Right. When they came, I was waiting out the front of the hotel, trying to find a way in, and then eventually like a girl we knew was invited to one of the homies hotels and then we ended up going through like that because she cut on the music and the room was like these guys are from australia they're downstairs and there was wow. just some funny shit like yeah we do like shit like that every sending time. a girl as a mole up into the ho- rapper's <laughs> hotel room to play your music is the most fire shit i ever heard if yeah. i was fucking with a chick and then she was just like check out this dude that raps from around here i'd be like what yeah how dare you yeah no smart though but it it works because so. you were just like getting your shit out in front of people at an early age without having to necessarily be, be weird about it or like you know because like responding to people's tweets and comments in your fucking soundcloud link on people's shit it's like that yeah it's tough I, to make that yeah work. i i never you know what's crazy i i don't think i ever really did that i actually i did do it on on like i would send people dms like check this out like or like this picture or da 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 but uh I'd never go into like people's comments and be like, I'm a da 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 rapper from da da da. I would just like, I, I don't know. I just never did that. I mean, I was more like when people came, I was like trying to right. really get in front of them. Doing some solid real life marketing or networking and stuff is definitely has way more value, in my opinion, than like just being some weirdo online, like spamming yeah. everybody with your messages and about your music. Or I whatever. think so too. And that's, well, then that's at least what I thought back then as well, anyway, like because. Who the fuck, like, it's like a one in a million chance that anything might come out of that. Mm. But there's, shit, one thousand chance that you could (laughs) meet a rapper and get a collab or whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, dudes are really just fucked up in the crib eating mac and cheese, and they just, (laughs) they don't got 20 bucks for a bus ticket to go show somebody their music, never mind, you know, that DM is the only thing they could think to do. Yeah, like, walking taking public transport we never used to pay for to take the bus or the train we used to jump the gates so money is definitely not an excuse yeah, for hustling that's real i do i know people who sneak into festivals all the fucking time i could barely yeah, get we, into festivals we used, and we i'm like on the list we, we used to do that too right yeah 
you show up like even when you're on the list even when you're working for the festival it can be hard to get backstage and i know people who sneak in backstage like every rolling loud yeah for sure don't do that rolling loud actually <laughs> um okay but so you started recording on your own and stuff like how did, how did you actually start the process of making music um well when i was like young i always used to take my mom's like like iphone 3 or whatever the fuck it was and just place it and just find youtube beats and just rap over them post mm -hmm. them on facebook and you know and then eventually one day when i was like 12 i posted a video and this guy um locally in sydney was like oh i have a studio come through like you know you can use it for free whenever you want like you know we got producers here da 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 da, da. Mm -hmm. and i guess because they were trying to start like a um like a collective or, or like a you know like just grow the scene in general in australia because like i mentioned there was no real scene in australia like no one was like there was a lot of people who i guess probably wanted to rap but was too scared or didn't so i guess there was just a group of people who wanted to I don't know, build and if there's gonna be a scene you have to have like a bunch of artists or at least a little bit popping pop yeah. so that you can have you know good local shows and shit like yeah. that and that's that's always what's hardest for a scene to even get to that point where there's like enough talent for like the fans to want to go to local shows and shit, yeah you know? for sure 100%. for sure so okay so you start you, you you link up with these dudes and then you start sort of recording and stuff yeah um yeah so it was like uh the engineer would just record me and it was i mean he wasn't even a proper engineer he was just like a guy who just was like learning how to record mm -hmm. um so i'd go through and just pick beats youtube beats just go on them and just make songs and then i would just post them to soundcloud and the guy um ended up becoming i guess like kind of like a manager or whatever so we we're just working on way just posting it and seeing what it would do then i entered like a uh a radio competition it was for like a, a radio in australia it was called mm. triple j and i entered like a high school competition it was like you just send in your music and i guess it's like a i don't know it's just like a competition um and then i got into like the top five so they called me and it was like a, a radio thing like oh you're in the top five like and i was just like oh everyone go follow my instagram mm -hmm. and then I, I only had like 300 followers or 400 followers at the time so then i got like 3,000 extra followers, and I was like, oh, yes, this is fucking sick. Right. So then I guess I just kept posting to SoundCloud and just, it was it was cool. Like, it wasn't really popping or nothing like that, but it was like, you know, people in Sydney, I guess, started to know about it. And then from there, uh, I remember G-Money. Shout out to G-Money. So they started there. talking to you before you even really... Because, like, when I met you, you had, like, 100,000 on a couple, maybe 200,000 on a couple different videos. But you, right. were, you were already kind of talking to the uh, team. We were talking, like, just, like, I, like I remember he sent me a DM and was like, yo, you're fire. And we're just going back and forth just on calls and stuff like that. But we never really was, like, getting serious like that until um, really after after I met you in Australia. Um like shortly after that and it flew me out to america it was my first time being in america yeah um so they flew me out to america and then shit i was just like this is home yeah you, wait so you come so, to america and even as an australian that was your reaction is like i just feel like i belong here um in terms of musically mm. for sure yeah there's nothing i mean nothing really going on in australia in terms of opportunities to 
do what I'm doing now right. um, at all. And I think anyone would tell you that. Anyone would be dumb to tell you different. <laughs> Were you nervous, though, making that move out there? Because it's kind of like you're talking to people online. They're saying that they want to help you with certain stuff, but you don't necessarily know if you're going to come out to America and if shit's really going to start happening or if you're just going to... Um. Yeah, but it was like, at that point, that was better than anything that I was doing. Right. It, it seemed like a better opportunity to anything that I was already doing. Mm. So it was like, why would I be so stupid as to miss out on that when, who knows, I could, like, nothing could ever happen. Like, nothing could ever happen still, but how would you know if you never try or if you never take a crack at it you know what i'm saying so. definitely well i did want to ask though because i remember we were filming the vlog with you and i think somebody put something on snapchat because like a shitload of local australian rappers like pulled up to the skate park when we were filming that video have have you sort of like felt as if you get like a certain amount of hate from the sort of local people or the people who have been rapping longer than you in terms of like because you know you are coming out with like a much more melodic style than a lot of people yeah. who probably rap from australia and stuff do you do you feel like you get blowback from that um for sure especially at the at the start i mean there's a lot of people that probably still don't fuck with me but at least they try to fuck with me because <laughs> you know like it's you know i guess stuff's working so far, mm -hmm. thank God. Um, but yeah, definitely at the start, a lot of people, man, who the fuck is this kid? Like, the fuck, mumble rapping, auto tune, yeah. da, 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 da. Like, I mean, that's just how really Australia is. Though, why mm -hmm. the fuck is he rapping in an American accent? You're from Australia. Do you da, feel da, da, like you rap in American accent? I just rap however it comes. I just make music. I don't think about anything too much. Like, I just do it how it comes out. Like, music for me is a is a very different. You know, it's a very, uh, like, um, spiritual or, like, no, that's the wrong word, not spiritual. It's a very, like, just off-the-top process. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think about anything. I, I just think about how I feel, and however it comes out, it comes out. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I don't think about, oh, i got to rap in this accent, or, oh, i got to say this to please this person. It's just however the fuck I feel. That's how it's gonna come out. I mean, yeah, because you're not—you're definitely nowhere near the offender that Iggy was when she came out rapping like Ti. That was sort of like a weird moment for Australia, right? Like, why does this girl sound like she's from Atlanta? Um, I mean, shit. <laughs> you don't gotta admit it. It's whatever. I mean, I don't—I don't really remember much about like to be honest with you. Um, shout out to Iggy, but I didn't really know she was from. Australia really when I first heard it until, you were real young too yeah I was super young though so that's probably what it was until like I started interview and I was like oh and to be honest <clears throat> me even though like yeah I guess a lot of people would be like oh that's weird it was just kind of like oh she's from Australia and she's you know it's cool but yeah I feel like a lot of people in Australia don't don't you know, really claim her like don't that don't really claim her like that which but you know it's like fuck do you at the end of the day she didn't she doesn't need you know it's easy for people to forget that she was like people were treating her like she was the next Nicki Minaj when she first came out like she she had a lot of hype and then it was just sort of like a few weird Twitter arguments and like little beefs and shit and then people start kind of soured on her but I mean I'm gonna be honest with you I still think that she's she's definitely still got a career I mean yeah I, I don't really to be honest with you I don't really know much about her to really speak on 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 her or mm. situation or whatever but yeah, she's cool. I I fuck with everyone. I give good vibes and positivity out to everyone, so I fuck with her. So shout out to the whole Playboy Cardi family. Um, 
so you come to America. Do you, do you like meet Juice right away, or like what what was that experience like? You went to the the house right away. Um. Well, actually, it started in Australia. Um, it was really through so like Pete, uh, my managers now. They were coming out to Pete. Australia and they put me on the tour. Um. Yeah. So they put me on the tour. I was opening act, and I guess we was just like chilling, all of us, because you know, as I said, you know, we was trying to. They were trying to sign me, and we are trying to, you know, become part of the family. So we was just chilling, doing the shows, and just, I guess, getting a feel for everyone. Not just Juice, but, like, Pete and seeing if, you know, how I like him, if I fuck with him right. enough to, you know, like, come over to America and... and it was good and good vibes shit. from the beginning in terms yeah. of how you got along yeah, with everybody? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, I liked him. I thought they was just good peoples. Right. Yeah. Was Juice somebody in particular that you look at from like a, you know, because he's like melody wise, he was like God level right. rapper, like just unbelievable level of creativity. And I look at like the kind of stuff that you make and I definitely see similar thing that you definitely were probably a huge fan of his stuff and everything. Is that, sure. did you get influenced once you started hanging out around him and shit? Um, I mean, I just, I, I just like Juice's music before I even met him uh i was i was a fan so that was kind of like that was really another reason why i really uh you know was fucking with them so hard because i i just loved juice and what he was doing so i was like you know i wanted to be like that in that position so um yeah but i mean definitely i i learned a lot of stuff being around him and his process and how he records and moves and that type of stuff. So, yeah, I, de I definitely did learn a lot. Good things. Do you similar, you know? though, now? You go in the studio, like, fucking make 10 songs in a night and shit? Do you do nah, that? I, I'm going to be real. I don't, I don't make 10 songs in a night. Uh, I just, shit, I just do whatever, really. Sometimes, some nights I'll go in the studio and I won't really make anything. I'll try to make something, but sometimes it just doesn't always come out. Like, because as I was saying, music to me, like making music is just you. I really gotta feel it, and mm -hmm. I gotta f like fuck with it to complete it. So a lot of times, uh, my stuff, I'd be like, "Damn, this is this feels forced." Like, I don't, you know, like pull up another beat, and if it's some nights, it just doesn't work at all. Sometimes it's just like I'm, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I'm yeah. just not feeling it. Like most rappers would probably be making a mistake if they tried it if they tried to record the way the juice did you know like most yeah. people can't just explode on every single beat like that you know for it's sure. like that's not for everybody you, you see rappers all the time trying to be that dude who freestyles and punches in and it doesn't really work yeah he was like the the one or not the one but he was definitely a dude that could pull it off you know no he was the goat but <laughs> the did, best of that shit did it influence your creative process at all in terms of not writing stuff down or being able to sort of do the the mumble thing or the freestyle thing to um, like piece a track together yeah i would say the like once i saw juice record in in sydney the first time um i would say i definitely went back and was like okay i want to try this and i and that's how i record now really? i don't i don't do it how he does it but you know i i uh the way like just off the top and punching in for sure that definitely um influenced me and and the other thing that i took away was uh really getting in touch with your emotions when making a song that's mm -hmm. one thing that i feel like he did that he did perfectly um which i definitely you know took that on board and and try and do that with my music now too. I, I mean he would just say a lot of like really deeply human shit like it just shock yep. you by saying something that was like really personal really lets you in on how he actually felt about shit and a lot of, a lot of rappers you rarely get that 
and with him you would just get it almost like shockingly consistently no 100 percent. definitely yeah um okay so do you remember where you were when you found out about what happened to him i mean i think everybody had the same sort of terrible morning where they just found out um you know like i guess i don't want to say too much i don't really want to you know, this is going to make me a little emotional. So, um, but I will say there's a documentary coming out very soon that will explain everything. Um, wow. Let everybody know what's happening. But, yeah, I think let's just move on. Okay. Yeah. No, I hear that. Um, so was it in any way, though, was it hard for you to sort of focus on putting music out in the wake of that? Because, like, obviously you have all these moves lined up, all these songs you're doing, videos that you're about to drop and stuff probably before – that happened that tragedy happened like was it right. hard for you to sort of put yourself in the right frame of mind to be able to just go to work i mean yeah always um but you know i guess shit, at the at the end of the day like that is what it is now and like i said that was my big brother so um i know you know he wouldn't want us to slow down or, mm. or stop and but for sure though it was definitely like like two weeks uh, I was just you know very like thinking about shit and we just put everything on pause and just because mm. like shit that was a big that was a big thing for not just us but for the whole world so yeah definitely um but yeah it was shit you just it's a tragedy really you just gotta keep moving and you know keep his legacy alive and and I believe his music will be around forever so oh that's a fact yeah yeah no, yeah, that's just, I mean, it's so, like, so much fucked up shit has happened over the past few months in terms of losing people and shit, but that one in particular just, I don't know. So it almost feels like people haven't had time to really accept it or whatever. Like, people only had him in their lives for, what, like a year, and it just feels like something just cut so short with that. Right, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um. Okay, so moving past uh, tragic events and everything, I see you're repping Lyrical Lemonade hard. The first couple of videos dropped on that platform. Uh, yeah. Was that always part of the plan, or was that like a dream even going into? Uh... A billion percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for like two or three years or whatever, um, that was literally my goal for like the last two or three years was just, I want to get a video with Cole, want to get a video with Cole. So... I remember when, uh, like, Lil Skies reached out to me and we, like, made a song and he posted it on his Instagram and Cole Bennett liked the video and then Cole Bennett followed me out. So was freaking, he, like, one of the first uh, people that was, like, a bigger artist he did a song with, was Skies? Yeah. Okay. No, 100%. Um, but, yeah, and then I remember Cole followed me. I messaged him. I was like, yo, da-da-da-da, because I was like, that's... Because, I don't know, especially, especially in Australia, I mean, anywhere in the world, but especially in Australia, you, like, if I get a Cole Bennett video... I'm out, like that's like how well, even just being the first Australian dude to have one. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of like crazy. Just even yeah. if that was the only thing that ever happened in your career, that would be a huge big deal. No, 100%, you know, yeah. for the country, just in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's um, yeah. So, but it it took it took time. No, it took like a year of just getting to know every everyone that, and Cole and just figuring out what the song was that we wanted to go with um like it took like a good year and a half or something before we really was like yeah this is the one we want to shoot right and then we shot it and then i guess yeah, it's doing decent 
That, no, I mean the new one's going crazy as fuck. Oh yeah, the new yeah. The one with Tekka yeah. is really ridiculous. Yeah, shout out to Tekka. How'd and you meet Tekka? Shout out to and everyone at the Lyrical Family. How'd you meet Tekka and how'd that song come together? You guys sound like really, really good. Well, um, funny enough, the when I first came out to America, when I went to New York, uh, for the first time when they flew me out. You went to Long Island? Took a pilgrimage to Lil Tekka's house? No, but however, mm -hmm. we went to his studio he had like small studio in like manhattan or, or times square or something I, oh, I don't really know but we went there and he was he had like maybe like 80 90,000 followers and and we just went there and vibed down we made a song not that song that we put out but we made a song and we just i guess you know vibing and um yeah we just pretty much introduced uh, introduced through george and and bibby and um I mean, they knew him. I don't know how they knew him, but all I know is that I was introduced from them. And, yeah, we made a song. We was vibing. We just kept in touch, I guess, from there. And then I remember uh, Ransom Drop. That shit went crazy. And then, shit, we got back in, made another song. We were like, we like this song. And that's the one let's that ended up out. coming out? Yeah, the deep one. We were like, fuck it, let's put it out. Was it a challenge for you to go back and forth on that verse with him? Nah, it's, I mean, me, me and Seka is pretty, like, it's we're like easy to work together i guess it's really right good chemistry and and you know everything is super organic with us so we're just in the boot in the same in the same studio mind you that we were in like a year ago so we're in the booth and i was i just had the idea i was like all right i think we should go back and forth on this one mm. so we would like he was like sit down for two lines he'd get up i'll go sit down for two lines but you were both in up. the booth together yeah in like this small ass fucking booth like probably like this fucking big yeah so yeah that was that's like that was a fun story. i'm super glad that that is becoming more common that people are just doing verses together more yeah. often because it's so fun and people like avoided it like crazy for all the like there's always been rappers who did it over the years and it was popular but it never really became that much of a thing and i feel like right now it's sort of starting to catch more momentum yeah no um shit i guess so yeah i mean it's crazy because a lot of people just like get famous or their career starts and they don't necessarily like know how to handle it mm -hmm. i think it's interesting seeing like your career in its early stages but it's like you had people like juice and tekka that you can kind of look at who i mean it, they don't seem like they've changed much you know no, like dudes who not. were very consistent like stayed very down to earth and humble even though they blew up and got rich no 100 percent, and that's the only it's the only people i like to surround myself with is just you know good people mm. good vibes and that's definitely for sure definitely Tekka, yeah just a great dude that's my friend so yeah great dude great guy great heart yeah beautiful thing you got like celebrity girlfriends and shit yet <laughs> no <laughs> that was a <laughs> nah, 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 that's nah. like i'm dating a hick uh tiktok star <laughs> no nah, no nah, definitely no not definitely yet no no nah, nah, not yet we'll get there yeah eventually for sure um <laughs> So what what have you been like focused on for the most part? Are you in the studio every night? Like what what have you been doing up to lately? Yeah, um, shit. I got a I just got a little setup in my house now, so I'm just recording shit, trying to record every day. Right now I'm on um tour with Lil TJ. Oh wow. Um, we're actually about to do a show tonight. Where's that? Um, at? the I think at it's the called Nova? the Nova. Oh yeah, yeah Nova was good. Um, so yeah, I got a show tonight with him. Uh. I've been on that for like the past week or two, like uh, not like two weeks. How's like, that going though? Is it is it that's not your first time like playing in front of pretty good sized crowds like that? 
Uh, no, I did. I did do the the juice tours. Um, Are you getting more and more comfortable with being in front of that big audience and shit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie though. Like, I still get super nervous. Nah, that's normal. I, I know rappers who are big that still get super yeah, fucking yeah, nervous like every, every time. Before yeah. a show because it's just, I don't, I don't know, I just get nervous. No, you got it. Especially to. when, like, you know, because I'm not at a, at a level where everyone knows who I am. So, like, if, you know, you really got to put in the extra mile and try and make it. But you does know? it feel crazy that you have a couple songs that they really do know now? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Because, like, compared to, like, even just a couple of months ago when they yeah. didn't know your shit as well, it must be kind of wild doing the shows and, like, really getting a better and better response every oh, no, time. Oh, no, 100% yeah. and seeing even if it's, like, five kids in a crowd of, like, a thousand that know every single word, that just makes me, like, because <sighs> the fact that they didn't, because I, I wasn't announced on the tour, it sold out before I was oh, even okay. in, so wow. the fact that they just know my shit without me, like, there's uneven, you know, they're not even here for me, that's... That's a great feeling because yeah. it's like, oh, wow, we must be doing something right. Yeah. I guess. No, that's facts. Um, well, little TJ, though, how's he on yeah, tour? Yeah, he's a great, he's great a cool dude. guy, yeah. Yeah. That's my boy. That's great what's guy. up. You guys, you think you'll ever make music with him? Yeah, for you, sure. You have yet or you're just yep. working on it? Yeah, oh, we man. got some shit already. Yeah, it's fire. I love it. Damn. I got to hear that. Yeah, for sure. So in terms of like your output, are you thinking about doing a tape or are you thinking about album or are you just more focused on just dropping visuals? Um, I got an EP in the works that might come out in like the next month or two or uh, whatever. And yeah, just more videos, more songs, um, just building on everything and just hoping everything goes well. God willing, man. Yeah. Have you been to Australia in the past few months or have you just been straight LA for a while? Um... I, the last time I went, I believe, was in like November or December. Uh-huh. Um, it was cool. Like it's it's weird. It's always weird going back to Australia after you've been in America, right? And living in America because everything is so much more slower paced and and I don't know. It's just it's it's really nice actually to to go back and just be like ah, oh, and just experience more like you know around friends and family and just you know chill for a minute but after like two weeks i was like all right i'm ready to go back. does it freak you out you like go back and all of a sudden like somebody that you haven't seen in six months is just treating you differently yeah but i'm i feel like i'm you know i'm just a happy guy like i'm just a cool dude so i don't really be like fuck you like you was da -da 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 -da. you were I'm just like, okay, like, I always know in the back of my mind, like, I know what it is, but I never, you know, I always treat people with respect and, and, and you know, just be happy and whatever. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, I know in the back you of my mind what it is. is. But then what's the point? Like, you just got to shit, just got to shit, create the energy that you, that you want for yourself. You got to create that and make sure you're around people who create that energy with you. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. Kid Leroy. Are you going to keep the kid for life? I don't know. I got to think about that. Because, you know, like young Jeezy at a certain point just becomes Jeezy. Yeah, I, got, I definitely got to think about that. Like Leroy is a pretty good name on its own, though. Yeah, it is. It's a nice name. I like the I kid, like though. It. Yeah, I like the kid, too. Hmm. I like yeah, It's cool. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. Kid Leroy, appreciate you, man. Sure. Thank you. Bro. Thanks for coming through. It was nice seeing you again. I love that nothing more, nothing less, Cuzzy is going to yeah. be... Nothing more, nothing less, Cuzzy. That's going to be a small part of 
the Kid Leroy forever forever you know yeah, like nothing, every time you talk about nothing it more, nothing less cause that'll said. be you know that's when you're winning grammys down the road and stuff that'll still just be this tiny little footnote you know yeah nothing more nothing, uh, that's what i'm saying if i if i ever win a grammy nothing more nothing less cause if you win a grammy and you don't do that then i want all my friends to relentlessly attack you on the internet because you got to do it now i'm gonna do it fuck i'll do it for hell sure. yeah. yeah kid Leroy, no jumper coolest podcast in the world Check us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. The new Kandamas, which are not up here. He's got one in his hand. The yellow joint. These are in stores now. Well, not in stores so much as our store. Nojumper.com. Appreciate y'all. Bang.